it's happy hour again from Central City, New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Sitting to my right is, I don't even know what that is. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. The next 60 minutes, you're going to get to meet four of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans, and you'll get to hear some live music as well. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music, but you probably know that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing, but enjoying the next 60 minutes of Happy Hour together. My guests sitting around the table here from left to right are, hello, Renee Henry. Hello. Hello, Renee is an Emmy-nominated TV producer and movie post-production executive. In the latter role, while living in Los Angeles for 18 long years, Renee exclusively handled the ad campaigns for, get this, among other movies, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Does it get any bigger than Lord of the Rings trilogy, by the way? I don't think so. Uh, sure. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. The Austin Powers trilogy. No, Rush it Hour. It doesn't get any bigger than that. Than that. <laughs> Rush Hour, Blade, The Golden Compass, and Mask, among others, as well as working with James Cameron on Titanic. Wow. It does not get any bigger. <laughs> or, or deeper. I or just, de- <laughs> I just <laughs> didn't sink. Is that when your career started to sink? <laughs> <laughs> I've been sinking ever since. Things have gone from bad to worse. Now living in New Orleans, Renee is the creator and producer of a local reality show called Be Nice or Leave, the story of the Southern Costume Company. What a perfect career trajectory. Can, I, can you say the word trajectory for uh, me? Not at all. I can't not yet. spell it either. Renee, welcome uh, to a Happy Hour. Thank you. Thank Good to you see you. How long have you me. been living in New Orleans, actually? Just a year. One year? Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. What the hell made you do that? Well, it's, it's uh, just... A, Part of that sinking ship. Um, really? I, uh, Another long, well, yeah, and long line of bad decisions. You know, I moved here with my husband, who is uh, an who, he's an alcoholic, yeah, and we're both very, stuff. you know, very helpful and very happy alcoholics. But he works for a company called Photocam, and he uh, suggested to them, and they agreed to open a satellite office here to cater to the uh, booming film industry. And um, how I ended up with the um, concept right Short now. Short of the stick. Oh. Well, I did. You know, it's just, I, I mean, I, I love New Orleans. I, I am a big fan of, of the people here, not so much the insects. But, you know, there, it is. Well, I'll it, you, it is, I'm going to introduce you to New Orleans right now. Oh, yeah, I am talking a lot, okay. aren't Hang I? Hang on a second. <laughs> I'm going to introduce you to this guy over here. This is Scott Aegis. Renee, I'd like you to meet Scott Aegis. Hi, Scott. Hello, Renee. Hey. Nice to meet you. Scott is the Director of Programs, Marketing, we know each other? and Communications. Because I've been here for a year. He's been here for a whole year. How could someone have been here for a year, Scott, and you not know them? That's what I want to know. That's unbelievable. You may want to forget me You must me have slipped this. through the net somehow. Scott, I'm sorry, Grant. You were saying? I'm going back to this. The Director of Programs, Scott is the Director of Programs, Marketing, and Communications at the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Foundation the folks who own the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Yay. So it's good news for everybody at the table here. Scott's got free tickets for us all to next year's Jazz Fest. That's, that's, well, the, that's the good news. Really? Not on me. Not on you. But <laughs> after a couple more of Eventually. these cocktails, I didn't even say, I didn't even mention where we are, but we'll do that in a minute. In between Jazz Fest, Scott produces four free festivals each year, as well as assorted concerts sponsored by the foundation. Scott also oversees the foundation's numerous programs in education and economic development, including the annual entertainment industry conference during Jazz Fest called Sync Up. Now that's where you two should have met, right? That's it. Sync Up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but we, we didn't. But we're not sinking, okay? <laughs> oh, I get it. Is it because if you're that's, sinking in What a Titanic what you're laughing at. he puts together. I'm not even it's drinking. a different spelling of sink. You're not even drinking. What do you call that? It's spelled S Y N. Oh, oh, there we go. I'm not that bright. Not anyway. sink up. 
It's a good pun, though, I will say. Has <laughs> <laughs> anyone ever mentioned that, Scott, by the way? The, the name of the show? Well, sh- when show. we had James Cameron. <laughs> so he thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, no one's mentioned it. No. It would be called Sink Up. Okay. No, but they sometimes try to put dishes at the conference. In the sink. In the oh. sink. Ah, okay, very good. Moving right along, sitting across from me, uh, Jared Marcel, who's the drummer, and Sam McCabe, who's the guitar player and vocalist in a band called The Bantam Foxes, which is very difficult for me to say, actually. We have you know, a lot I, of issues with that, actually. Yeah, you know, I keep wanting to say. What do you think I keep wanting to say? Batman. No, that's interesting. Boxes. Fan, we get Phantom that Boxes. Phantom yeah. Boxes. Yes. I, keep, I have to make myself say Bantam Foxes. Yeah. Why do people yeah. say Batman, though? We get uh, um, we got we get some well because of the T. If you switch just if you just switch a couple of letters around in Phantom, it's Batman. Batman foxes. Yeah, we get that yeah. a lot too. Ah, the Batman foxes. Yeah, there's see, also the uh, the anagram Batman of sex. Batman of sex. Yes. Yeah. What about Batman so. up? <laughs> we could you do could that. join up with Scott. And yeah. Right. You're in. Why not? What about fleet foxes? That's not you guys. So no. we had we had Who one that? guy that told us that our band name was too close to Fleet Foxes and we should change it, otherwise we would never go anywhere as a band. We've only talked to that guy once. <laughs> so is he your, is he happened to be an attorney though? That would be the only issue. I don't even remember. No, no that was, no, was there's no legal issue. The guy was just a jerk. Yeah, it was just ah. some guy yeah. standing outside the House of Blues. Yeah, he's right. like, he's like oh you've, man, got a, your you've got a terrible band name. Everybody's got a better <laughs> so, idea. Have yeah, you noticed everybody's that? A, everybody's a critic. Everybody's exactly. a genius, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Led I Zeppelin is that, also a terrible band that name. That's a stupid so name. That's never going to go anywhere. It's yeah, gonna, exactly. Yeah. It's going to sink like a Led Zeppelin. Sink down. <laughs> the so Phantom Foxes who, are on your. Who said that? Who said that? Um, it was the. Wasn't it the manager of the Yardbirds? It was Keith Moon. Oh, there you go. Well, really, Keith yeah, Moon predicted yeah. Led Zeppelin would go nowhere. He, well, that's what he and said. He's you dead. guys are going to go over like a Led Zeppelin, and that's where ah. the name came from. Yep. Oh, really? Oh, that's where they got the name from. Yeah. Yes. Keith Moon's been dead for a long time as well. Little known piece of false trivia. Yeah. <laughs> that's very good, though. Yeah. Little known fact. Okay, I'm going back to the written word. The Bantam Foxes are a New Orleans trio whose third member is Sam's twin brother, Colin. Uh-huh. So are you identical twins or not? Close enough. There's a, sure. That's really. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. That is a yes, really, or, no, that's a yes or no question, I, dude. You're either you're either dizygous so we've twins. We never really figured that out, actually, because um, some some uh, some people think we are and some people don't. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. You uh, don't my, think you're identical? My face is rounder and I'm cooler, so. You know. He's he's not as cool. <laughs> no. What no, does he play? Uh, he plays bass and mandolin and he sings a little bit. That makes him cooler, I think. He's yeah, the bass probably. Player. Yeah, the bass player. Yeah, I mean, that's always the coolest guy in the band, right? Yeah, or usually. It might make him dumber. I'm yeah, not, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. This yeah, coming from the drummer. Yeah, that's true. It's true. You, you can yeah. only count to four, Jerry. <laughs> right. Look who you're talking about: Sting, Paul McCartney. Yeah, Who else is a bass player of any substance? Uh, John Paul Jones. Yeah, that's true. Going back to Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of famous drummers are dead, so that doesn't <laughs> throw well for me. The guy in really? Spinal Tap? <laughs> All yeah. of the guys in Spinal Tap. All 30 it's of them. just a green stain, I think, on, <laughs> right. the, on the drum store. The Bantam Foxes yeah. have been a band since 2011. What's that, about 12 years now? Then? Uh, yeah, about 12 years. Have released three EPs as well as a bunch of singles and music videos. they got a lot of videos on your website, actually. We do. Yeah. Uh, when we first started making, putting music out, we were putting a video out for every song we put out, and it yeah. was it's a pretty good idea marketing-wise. Originally, it was a really good idea, and then the videos just started to get really stupid. Got worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> who made the videos? Because Renee could probably help you out. I right? was just I saying. I now I know <laughs> why we're all here. I, well, I'm not really <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm yeah. still going back. To which one plays Bat? Are you Batman? Who's Robin of you two? Oh, it's 
You know, that's a good question. Uh, I, I don't yeah. think anybody's ever asked us that before. I think <laughs> I would be the oldest, wisest member of the band, and the two yeah. of them would be like a combined Robin. So like you're Alfred. Robin. You're Alfred. Yeah, that would sure. make that would make a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Yeah, it would be one Cal- of them is Batman, the other is Robin, and I'm like Alfred. I wanna know where your brother is though. Hmm. He uh, he actually had just he's got class I think right now. I think uh, it's, uh, no, let's tell them the truth. He's, well, okay, no, he's he going was. through a kidney stone yeah, he's, he's issue <laughs> right now. Yeah, no, he, he oh, is actually you're in the right that's answer. So. He's trying to cover oh. up for his brother and right. say he's in class. We're just going to let that pass. Oh. Right. Oh, very funny. <laughs> he's taking a oh. kidney stone class. Yeah. <laughs> what is he? Uh, what's he studying? Um, Colin, <laughs> Colin is a music industry major at Loyola. So he, um, I think he's in, you know know what's funny? He's actually in a digital filmmaking class right now. That's where he is at right now. Poor loser. (laughs) He's the guy who should have come on the show, really. Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm just a lowly psych major. I don't know anything about the music So you're in school too? Yeah. What school are you going to? I'm also at Loyola. Yeah. So that's like, tw- did you get a deal because you're twins? Uh, Colin, <laughs> might as well. We're both paying full tuition. No, nah, Colin got a really, really, really nice scholarship, and I got a lesson. I got a decent scholarship, so it made... Well, you're studying something real, psychology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. I don't know. Hold what? on. Time out real quick. <laughs> What's he <laughs> studying? Music business. Yeah, I'm not quite sure which one. You must be identical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need yeah. your number. Yeah. Well, I what already have what do you the do? I already have the degree in music business. So what he's saying is he sells coffee. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you're a drummer and you have a degree in music business. Yes. So, so how difficult yeah. could it be? So to get I that took the wrong job. path a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. What coffee shop are you working at? I work at the PJs across the street from the Superdome. So uh, that would yeah. seem like a good idea. It is actually for all the Saints home games. We sell beer out front and. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. There might be another only in New Orleans thing to add to the list. The only coffee shop in the country that sells beer. Um, well, there's it's another a very another of, shop kind of thing to do. There's another <laughs> PJ's location out near the Elmwood Movie Theater that uh, sells wine. But okay, well, I'm, but stu- yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm still right then, right? <laughs> right. Beer yeah. I mean, it's not still wine. I know that you're true. only a you know, right. Drama, but beer is not wine. It's the opposite, right. in fact. In- indeed. Well, I think they have beer over there, but yeah, yeah. we've got we've got beer and wine. Um, it's basically we can't sell liquor, but we can sell uh, as much beer as we want outside during the Saints games. To You're take allowed to sell beer that. on the street in New Orleans just because you have a coffee shop. Yeah. Is there, what's the zoning deal on that? I wonder. Uh, I mean, we had to get a special permit for it. It's not just because we have a coffee shop. Oh, you have to get some sort of a permit. No, you don't. (laughs) 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 Okay, listen to this. The band has built an impressive regional following. Can you believe I'm still reading this? No. About 10 minutes into the show. (laughs) By playing countless shows throughout Louisiana. Countless. We I don't know who wrote I can't this. count past Did four. I think I wrote it actually. You wrote that. I got yeah, this, this comes I'm off. Not, I'm not an English major. I'm not, I don't. I don't write well. Actually, okay, well let's yeah. read the rest of it. Let's Go pull. It. Let's pull the rest of the sentence apart. Then. Uh, countless shows throughout Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and eastern Texas. The Bantam Foxes described their sound as quote towing the line between pop and garage unquote. I see. So that doesn't make real sense either, of course, right? Scott, you're a, Scott was a journalist before he went over the dark side himself. No, I wasn't. He was a a really famous celebrity journalist in New Orleans. He was the music writer of the Times Picayune when that was actually a newspaper. Well, it's easy to be famous when there was only one. That's true. (laughs) You were the only. (laughs) 
And um, but you did. You were the you were the first music writer of the Times Picayune ever hired. And I was the the, the first full time pop music and jazz writer. They had a classical music writer on staff, but of course the symphony was belly up at that time. But uh, yes, I was. But no, I think that I think I like that towing the line towing the between line. between garage. It doesn't actually hey, and pop. It's not really uh, it's not really right though because towing the line means someone who's like who's doing something sort of almost correct, right? Like towing the line. That's not yeah, that's, you're talking that's about, not very rock and roll. No, no you're is talking it? about walking the line is what you're trying to say. Sure, that's probably better. Yeah, I should probably go edit that later. On yeah, our someone website. who tows the line <laughs> is someone who's doing what they're told, right? Scott, as a writer, is no, that no? You're correct. You are Thank correct. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm only got one more thing. <laughs> uh, you can put that definition to te- the test by checking out their newest recording, the Bantam Fox's first full-length album called Triumph. Indeed. Yep. I've got to the end of the introduction. That's what a great show. All Thank right. you so much all for joining me here. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been yeah. great. Thank you. Grant. <laughs> that was a pretty good show, I thought. <laughs> yeah. I thought we did pretty well. So it's this cross between garage and pop. Yeah. We, um, I don't know. Who Is are some of your garage influences? Uh, listen to you a lot of like Blue Cheer and then the White Stripes. The White Stripes are my favorite band in the world. Is that right? Yeah. I will say something on the record here. Uh-huh. If you listen to this album, it's fucking awesome. Oh, Great. Thank you. It's really. Oh, thank, you. thank you. I was shocked. Really. Can you say that on the radio? Yes. Well, this it's is not on the radio. radio. Yeah. There's no different. one listening to the show. Don't worry. <laughs> Perfect. It's just you. Your mom might be listening by now. <laughs> yes. No, I don't. Scott didn't say fuck. fucking. <laughs> Scott didn't say it, mom. So it's just me that said it. Good. Let's so let's be fine. clear. <laughs> yeah. Let's be clear about that. No, the record is really really great. It's thank a, you. It's a really interesting bunch of songs. Who writes all the songs? Uh, Colin. Well, okay. The twins? Yeah. Colin and I switch off singing on it. It's split half and half. So he sings five does of them and I sing five of them. Does he, like, say the first half of the sentence and then you say the You two? see, we actually did an interview a couple weeks ago and... Never would have it was well. It was with. Uh, it was over. We did an interview with Alex Rawls for his website, uh, My Spilt Milk, and mm-hmm. he, you know, after we finished talking to him, he's like, "You guys really got to w- start working on your interview skills because you guys have been together for your whole life, and so you already know what each other's gonna say." So he's like, "I'm gonna have a real tough time pulling quotes out of this because one of you is saying something, and then immediately the other one just cuts you off and rolls on, and I don't get enough out of it." So yeah, he, we do that a lot. Gonna have to work on your interview skills. That's fine for him to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think. We do just fine, but uh, so no, far you've so been very entertaining, don't you think? Renee is a professional. I, I just am just completely entertained. Yeah, he could well, have just contributed all the quotes to both of you. Yeah, exactly. Did, did, did you give Think him some pointers this. on his questions? No, you know he actually got a lot of fucking nerve. That Alex Ross. Don't you think? I would never say anything like that to someone who's good enough to come on our show. Oh no, it was fine. I I I totally agree with him. To be honest with you, that's why we don't ever do interviews just Colin and I because we do that the whole time. But when you write so. songs, do you? start off the line and he finishes it? Uh, some of the songs we kind of switch off singing, some of the older ones. Um, a lot of the times we'll just kind of sit a practice and we'll, we set a timer for ourselves about 30, 30 minutes and if we can't come up with an idea that we like, all three of us, in about half an hour, we'll either trash it and try something else or go back to it some other time because th- our, our idea is if we can't figure something out that's going to catch our attention in half an hour, nobody on the radio is going to catch it. It's it's not going to catch anybody's attention on the mm. radio in five seconds. How are you going to get so. these things on the radio exactly? Now? We're working on that. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're going through work? a radio distribution company called AAM to do Sunday specials. Uh, mm-hmm. And we went through another company called Tinderbox uh, for some of our EPs. And uh, when we went through them to do our EPs, they what was it, about 350, 400 CDs that they sent out. Uh, and then they do follow-up calls for you for about eight weeks. 
Um, and we, through that process, managed to chart in the CMJ uh, top 200 uh, doing that. And then so... What does CMJ stand for? College, uh, College Music, Music Journal. Journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically like the... How much did you pay this guy? Did uh, get in the top 200, which doesn't sound that difficult in student college radio to me. Well, is it? considering well, the, the, the payola rates on college radio were much lower. Well, that's what yeah. I'm right. wondering what it's going to cost. But also considering the, the number of... Uh, so it goes by the song. So... Uh, or rather, the, the, chart, the charts go by the song. So there are some artists who have multiple songs on the CMJ chart at a given point. So it's not well, 200 artists who are on there. Right. And considering how many artists get played on or, CMJ radio every week. even sent out for that matter. Yeah. So this is when you say CMJ radio, this is every college station in the country. Yeah. Most yeah. Of the, pretty much every college radio station in the country is supposed to report their what they're playing and how right. much they're playing it weekly to the CMJ I would people. be surprised if any of the college stations I've listened to know what they're playing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, does anyone keep a know, record of that? I was yeah, no, they're just, all required yeah, to yeah, they are. for yeah. that purpose. Well, I never like, that. Uh, like TUL, you can follow. I, I follow TUL's playlist Twitter, which just song, artist, record, label, and that's all it is. Yeah, just all and, and so even within a college radio station, because they're playing 24 hours, the number of artists that they're playing in a given day you know, they could each radio station could be playing well above 200 artists in a day, and then multiply that times you know okay. probably 1,500 stations that report to CMJ. 200 times 1,500. Anyone know what that is, Renee? Uh, it sounds interesting. It's like three. Right. I think it's 300,000. <laughs> Uh, major, yeah. come on. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right, actually. That's three hundred thousand, right? Do you do you get right. any any income from this? No. Or? We got a four dollar BMI thing in our emails a couple weeks okay. ago. Yeah, yeah. four bucks. Four bucks. Woo! Right. The drinks are free that's here. Okay. That's yeah. a <laughs> um, most uh, most musicians' income comes from live performance and then licensing. And, um, like, and then, like, and merch sales at those live shows. Yeah. Okay, uh, so why royalties are, are such a small so amount do you book of your, it. I mean, do you, you book yourself and, yeah. like, negotiate? Yeah. And, you know, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. That's the international symbol for negotiate, by the way. That's yeah. rubbing your yeah. thumb on your fingers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it is. I, I wouldn't surprise me. Or the, the haggle, you know. The haggle that's the, moving your hands yeah. back and forth. So is it right. gauged by how many performances? I mean, just exposure. It's really exposure yeah, exactly. you're looking for, right? It's, yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah. It's nice to get paid at shows. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's no, not. I mean, we definitely get we definitely get paid at shows, and then we definitely get paid. Uh, how many? We've probably had three or four licensing opportunities that, you know, for like small commercials and stuff like that. That, yeah. um, you know, we'll get a quick pop for that, and yeah. then the the hope is if we can hang on long enough that it'll be licensing spots for film so for like a sync license and then to be able to ask a premium for a live performance um so you know right now we're pulling in anywhere between like 100 to in beaumont the max that we pulled in is about 450 but that was still that was a sold out performance in Beaumont. Four hundred and fifty um, people Texas. or dollars? Yeah, yeah people. For people. People. Yes. In Beaumont, Texas. Oh yeah. Yes. Pretty good. I guess there's. I mean, I don't there's mean there's not a whole. A, I don't mean this in a bad way, right? Right. There's yeah, nothing there's to not do in Beaumont. Do. Lot, so when we show up, word travels fast yeah. that we're coming. Well, that's how you do it, though. Exactly. And if you're any exactly. good, then people go, "Well, these guys are great. We're going to go back and see them next time they come to Beaumont." Go next Friday, actually. And then I tell you what, there's no reason why you couldn't play here at Casa Borrega. 
Yeah. We might be a, awesome. We might Look be a little the, loud. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Jess is the manager well, of Casa Borrega. Jess, come and bend down like you really we like me. We did have the iguanas here, and they were spread out amongst. Oh yeah. Definitely. They were. So Jess, tell us what we're drinking here today at Casa Borrega. Uh, today you're drinking kind of a apple orange light sangria made with vodka. <laughs> it's Ooh. very good. It's delicious. Thank you. Thank you very and it's much. made from scratch, right? It's made from scratch. Everything here is freshly juiced. Wow. It's very nice. Thank you. And uh, we're sitting here on we're here on a uh, on a th- Thursday before a major hurricane. Yes. Apparently, is coming towards us. <laughs> Category five, I think it is. Oh, I don't think it's. Did that you hear bad. that? I don't think it's that. I don't bad. think it's going to be bad at all. But yeah. um, what are you what are you doing for the hurricane? Are you going to be giving away free booze? I would love to hold up in here and uh, have an open drink. bar and just so drink. So if anyone's listening to this, have some music <laughs> like playing. And we're going to post this tomorrow morning. So which will be Friday. So if anyone's listening to this before the hurricane arrives here, they can come down to Casa Borrega, which is on Aretha Castle <laughs> Boulevard at Felicity. And I might have and to check with Hugo first. Check with Hugo and see if it's okay to say that, but I'm sure it is. You can sell the first laughing. couple of drinks and after that it's all free, right? Uh, I'm thinking maybe we could do like the first round free or something. First round free. Okay. <laughs> as it's long a great as it's place a to hold up for a hurricane. Five, that, as long as it's Category 5 as long only. As it's a Category 5. I don't think we're allowed to stay for a Category 5. What the hell? I don't think so. Hey, you want to hear some music? Of course I do. Come on, let's make these guys the Bantam Foxes. My guitar out real Play quick. something. Hold on. Thanks, Jess. Jess is the manager and bartender. Senior bartender. Oh. Should I say that? Only, only bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Here at Casa Borrega. Okay, guys, what are you going to play? Um, I think I'm gonna play a song. Well, we're gonna play a song. I forgot Jerry brought his djembe thing. I sure did. All right, uh, we're gonna play a little song called Check the Weather. It's the second track on the record that we put out last Friday. So appropriate. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Didn't even think about that. Um, uh, Cut the bridge. Because the bridge is all instrumental, and we need another guitar player, and he's not here right now. Right. (laughs) See, whenever we do this, uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have to condense a full drum set down to a djembe, and it's always interesting. Okay. We'll see how this goes. All right. Well, it should be all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cool. Let's do it.
We did it again here at Happy Hour. That's awesome. The Bantam Foxes check the weather off nice. the new album called Triumph, which is out now. Been out for a week. Yeah. Yep. And out you get out how? Uh, yeah, come on, you're, you're the music business guy, and I, I was yeah. very impressed, by the way, with your radio promotion strategy. That's great. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I used to work for the Music Shed. Uh, we did... Which is a recording studio here in New Orleans. Yes. Right. A yeah, very good recording In the studio. Lower Garden District, right on the other side of St. Charles. Uh, and so I had my connections there. Uh, we used to do, um, you know, basic sound recording for full bands. Uh, we did uh, Boyd Tinsley of the Dave Matthews Band, uh, Great Big C. Uh, R.E.M.'s last record was done there. Um, I, I forgot the question, though. What was it? Oh, uh, how did they release the record? Yeah, yes, how did we release on. the record? Yeah. So <laughs> this is all leading Thank up you. to basically uh, when we needed to record again. I got a, a great deal from them, and we were able to just do it all on our own. Um, you know, we came up with the money uh, through uh, live shows, and then we did a little know, Kickstarter I, kind of thing. Well, yeah, we Kick Kickstarter or yeah. a different platform. Well, yeah, it was Kickstarter. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. How much did you raise? Uh, we got sixteen hundred on Kickstarter. Uh, we were asking for twelve fifty, so that was fine with us. Yeah, sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and you yeah. made the whole record for that. Uh, um, well, we added actually, another. We, well, maybe no, actually, no. I mean, not like counting like pressing it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're not counting so. like actually wow. making. So, what are you doing for it? distribution? Uh, well, we had five hundred copies printed ourselves, and we're bringing them with us when we go play shows out of town, which is pretty much every weekend until Christmas. Yeah. And then, so uh, um, right now... Dropping the them off at local record stores and doing all that kind of stuff. And it's digital? All what yeah, are you doing it's, it's digital? everywhere online. We went through TuneCore. TuneCore, um, very good, very good. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, tr anywhere that you can get music digitally, it's on there. You can also order a physical copy from us at our Bandcamp page, which is available to link to off of our website, bantamfoxes.com. It's pretty much everywhere that you can get it um, right now, other than like big box stores and all that. So, yeah. What do you say, Scott? They clearly went to uh, Loyola's right. music there business program. I love <laughs> Good it. Good job. As anything that we can do ourselves, we do ourselves. So, um, you know, we're we're kind of at the point where we can we can manage it all ourselves. So we do manage it all ourselves. There's no sense in cutting a check to someone else for something that we can do right. on our own. Well, Renee, you've so. worked in Hollywood for 18 years there. Yeah. And you've only been here for one like, year. Yeah, no. yeah, well, I actually was there 25 years. So. 25? Oh, wow. God. Why does it say 18 in these notes? Well, yeah. because, you know, I lie about my age. Oh, really? You think you, you look seven years younger <laughs> if you think you're only admitted to being an ally? You're 25 years Just, in Los Angeles. Yeah. That's a long time. It is a long time. It's pretty, I'm pretty bitter. Really? <laughs> well, but you seem to be pretty successful there. Yeah, it's all relative. Yeah, it's but it's relative. LA. Well, compared yeah, to I mean, I've yeah, got family that's like lived in LA uh, for my whole life, and they're just all. Yeah, but you're only 18. They're all what? <laughs> I'm 21. Excuse me. All right, me. all right, all right. So, you know, okay. Yeah, I, right. Well, what's the mom. end of the sentence? Your family's <laughs> all Oh, what? no, my, my, my aunt uh, does wardrobe and stuff. And Karen, if you listen to this, I love you. Please don't. Get don't take this wrong. <laughs> but don't get really. undressed. <laughs> no, you know, it's <laughs> California changes you. Yeah. And she's no, from here originally? Oh, she, no, I'm actually from St. Louis. Um, I moved down here to go Loyola uh, with my brother, and I lived down here pretty much ever since. And um, so, but yeah, we're all from Missouri. So, Rena, you came from, you moved from where, Pittsburgh? I, I live, yes, I lived in Pittsburgh. I lived in Detroit, and then, you know, for some idiotic reason, moved to L.A. Thinking, you know, I was, I went there 
with a friend and then had post-production in my blood, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so, you know, just kind of stumbled well, into the thing. What I'm not you that do? bright. You're you know? not that bright. You don't yeah, have to be bright really in Hollywood. You have to be really good looking. <laughs> just, you what know, very funny. I'm only when I'm drinking. But, you know. But, Are you drinking uh, this I, I'm not cocktail? really drinking enough. You're not drinking enough. Probably, enough but what I'm did you actually do? What is post-production? Post-production is I mean, is I know what that is. It's after the movie's made. Yeah, but after the what, movie's did, made. what did you do? Uh, well, uh, uh, what I did was I sort of zeroed in on the marketing side of it and this is with you know post-production is sitting in the edit room and you know in the dark like a mushroom kind of like being fed shit all day and you know and there's something that's very comforting about that you know it's not and and I think what my my love for post-production was is it is truly such a manipulation you know but it is what is necessary after um, behind the scenes and you know I always felt comfortable with behind the scenes and I'd like to write and I'd are like are you to saying that you're manipulative I, I truly manipulative <laughs> and you know and you know and it just serves me well moving to New Orleans <laughs> because you know I talk my way into <laughs> working at Southern Costume which is the sort of the concept of the reality show and the you Southern talked your Costume. way into working into a costume store yeah I did I went in and I just how, said how you difficult would that be um, to do yeah, for someone uh, who's uh, been living in LA for 25 uh, years uh, to get a job uh, in a costume store because work, walking you know Southern Costume company here is like walking into um, uh, or falling through the, the rabbit hole. I mean, there are all these different characters, and I think it was Where just... Where is this? On Magazine it's, Street? It's right on O'Keefe and Lafayette, and I met the owner who's from L.A., and he, he, I, and I'm still trying to figure out why I was invited to be here. <laughs> but since I'm here and have nothing to do with the music business, but I, one, one thing that I'm trying to do with this show... If it is sold, which, you know, hopefully it will, is going to be sold. Is the reality show you're working on. The reality on. show, which, yeah. you know, is, you know. What is really it exactly? It's, it's following the, uh, the uh, it's, it's, folk, it's following the people who work at Southern Costume, and they're all, you know, very creative designers. The man who owns Southern Costume is a guy named Wingate Jones. He is a character. He has staff members that are very um, just unique. I, 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 they're unique and they're all kind of funny and odd and weird but what um, happens on the show well on on the show is is I mean reality TV is something that that you know I think you have to be know what reality TV is and it is you know supposed to be unscripted but it is scripted so what follows the show is there are people that come into the store for instance who um, want to be something different and it is about masking and mm -hmm. that's all it is it's men who come in and say I want to walk out and be in a diaper or okay hang on a minute hang on all right. Okay. Is that giving you some ideas? So David Vitter how do I get into this show? But everybody in New Orleans and everyone listening to this Living in New Orleans has costumes. It hasn't costumes. gotten to that stage. They have you yet, has <laughs> I'm wearing a diaper, but that's got nothing to do with it. Everybody in New Orleans has a, cost, a closet full of costumes. It's, it, the, the, I, Diapers I, or not. One thing I like about um, Southern Costume is the fact is that Mardi Gras, and the, again, I've only been here a year, but Mardi Gras has such a, a history. And what they try to do, what they have done, is they're... They're following the history of Mardi Gras that when Mardi Gras was launched in, what, the 1800s or there were elaborate costumes and elaborate, you know, paper mache. Mm. And um, they're trying to, to 
to replicate the originality of Mardi Gras versus you know getting a costume online. And um, what we're trying to do is not only it create that kind of uh, you know and share. It's it's a little bit historical what we're trying to do. I mean, so hysterical the, and historical. Where the diver come into this? Thing? Well, you know, you're, we're talking about some of the individuals that come in. I mean, almost that was a bad example. But but which came which came first? You going diaper, to work at the store or the reality show? I walked into the store and said, I will help you with marketing because I just moved here and I was interested. And then... Why that I store? S- That's a good question. So I don't know. I don't know. You but know, you just like, happened to walk yeah, in one day I, I and say... I just walked in. Oh, my husband I, and I walked in one day and I go, God, you know, I think this would be really a lot of fun to work here. And then I started... <laughs> and, then, and I walked in, you know, and, and started helping with the marketing and there was You've a got a lot of work to do because I've you never You people could be a reality show. You're all nuts. Yeah, well, I actually did that. But, you know, I stole <laughs> the idea because someone else said that. And I said, hey, you know, and I have a camera and I had a camera and I was lucky enough to get a Tulane student, digital media, who said, you know, I really looking for something to do this summer. And I said, let's do this. And, you know, and and we did. And we got the phone call because there's so the incentive program here is drawing. I mean, none of this was just so brilliant that we just said. Oh my God! Are we like unbelievable? The, the tax the, credit is the tax credit. credit is just drawing all sorts, and people are calling on the phone saying, "What can we get?" So you know, so that so people lo- in Hollywood, up, people in Hollywood are calling you saying, "How can we take advantage of the tax credits? What oh, can you absolutely. do for me?" Absolutely. I mean, okay. Wingate got a phone call and he goes, "You know, you know this business," and I go, "Well, not really." But I started. I called it the producer back, and now, you know, we've progressed. But so you're not the producer of this. Are you the producer? Well, of this? I will. I'll be the. You know, I'll probably be the person who just cleans up the elephant shit. You know, I mean, basically <laughs> after. Well, that's this why is they like have a diaper, <laughs> <laughs> presumably. Exactly. What are you actually well, doing? Isn't on the that what Barnum <laughs> did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. You own a business that generally tends to be what your ultimate role is. Chief cook, bottle washer, and elephant shoveler. Yeah, that's what you do. You wear every hat in the in the closet. Especially if you're working at a costume shop, you wear every hat in the closet, don't you? You know what? And you know, and thank God there's a running toilet. But one thing I'm trying to do, and I'm going to go on record with this now, is that I proposed that if this does go to fruition, which it might, because uh-huh. people are saying, "Hey, how can I get my money back?" That we <laughs> focus on local music. There we go. Oh, I said cool. it. So in what yeah. sense? How do you get local music into? Well, it? they're uh, going to put you guys in costumes. <laughs> oh I will God. wear as many funny hats as you would like. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what about no, the diapers? No though? diapers. So I got to be on your head. So Sitting your next, next music video. People, I'm desperate. So we do we'll need all fit one. Together. Yeah. Okay. So what? Have you made a pilot of this thing? Yeah, well, we're uh, we're trying. Yeah, we'll probably no. We haven't made a pilot. We've made a sizzle reel. And a sizzle you know, reel is like a sizzle sort of reel like a best of like as if they, you'd already made it or something. This, like yeah, the sizzle reel is yeah, it's a teaser. And how long is a sizzle reel? Uh, uh, the ver- the last version is like four minutes, but there's already you know which I can't really. But there's some can we interest. see it? Is it online somewhere? It's not online now. Not allowed to see no. it. No. Okay. No, but because we're in negotiation. Oh. So and someone's you know, interested in this, like a real TV it really place. Is. Yeah, they really are. Do it. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And what's it going to be called? Be nice or leave. So well, that's that my title. Gonna, that dude's going to sue you right there, right? <laughs> yes, say. he is. I, well, I hope he's yeah, got a trademark. You know what? That, and I didn't know. You know, I didn't know about someone, so I really apologize. I'm sure by the time the negotiations, I'll probably be Dr. Bob. Did Dr. Bob invent that? I don't even. Yeah, he might be right. I think it is. I think it's a trademark. But I didn't know that yet. 
I don't know. Well, that's a good so question. Graham knows. Graham's an attorney on top of producing the show. Uh, Which who owns it's that, Graham? Dr. Bob or Simone? Is it and dispute already? Is it? Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know about that. Do you want to talk on the mic about that? Is there anything to say about that? Okay. It's been disputed for years between Dr. Bob and Simon, who came up with that. So now you're going to be in the mix as well. Yeah, uh, listen, both going to sue I, 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 yeah, I'm sure I'll be sued about something. That's good press. <laughs> I guess you live in oh. You can't go wrong. No, right? no, no. You live in LA back back for 25 years. Worked for flirting girl with Houdet. So. She no, turned being sued oh, by the NFL. She got sued out. by the NFL for using that's huge. on her shirts. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I no, it was. No, it really was. I, it was incredible. You know, she uh, has picked up her business so much. She has of now she's got oh, franchises. I just met her. I mean, we were doing, we were filming, and not well, you know, not filming, but you know, I had this little kind of shitty camera, and we're we're. How shitty know, is it? It was. It, it was. You know what? It it's was good enough to be able to get to a scissor reel. But she walked we in, and I think an she's too. trying to get. A, yeah, a reality show, and I met her. She's trying to get a reality show. I don't. Know. What does she want? Everybody wanted? thinks it's a reality you know, show. Her, if you read her Facebook <laughs> stuff, on do you yeah. follow her on Facebook? No. It's like a TV show. She's, well, she's got. Pretty, she's got she's a TV pretty good show. Looking, yeah. She's obviously. really good looking. She's, she's got three little kids. Yeah. They've got great stories. She's, she's got a, a pussyfooter. She's a pussy footer. She is. She's got a boyfriend now. She calls Mr. Awesome. She's got a whole you great. Know it's like is? Sex in the City. <laughs> no, I don't know. What that You've is. lived here for is a year. How can you not know for about the pussy footer? You know what? I'm limitless. I mean, what's a pussy footer? Okay, so <laughs> since Katrina, there has been an explosion of all of these. You know how there are Mardi Gras crews and parade crews and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, there's been an explosion of all female marching clubs, that are marching and dancing clubs, I should say, and they all. Uh, have these crazy names like the Pussyfooters, yeah. the Muffaladas, the bearded Camel oysters. Toe Steppers, Bearded Oysters, the beard, Bearded Oysters. One of them gave There's me a, a theme. Can you, are you picking up a theme I here? I am picking that <laughs> up, that theme. I mean, I have to say, is anyone else sort of, you know, rolling their eyes, ladies? So they, <laughs> so they all parade. <laughs> My wife is in the Pussyfooters. Okay. Lisa is our director of sales and marketing. You wear clothes, right? I mean, you wear clothes. Barely. They wear pink. Yeah. Yes. Pink, pink, pink outfits. Okay. It's great. It's fun. Exactly. So there's no, all these fun. crews. <laughs> no, it's one of the And they march in parades and they have parties and they do all sorts of crazy stuff. Do you have stuff. to walk a, a certain way to be a pussy mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> you, have to, you have to dance. I just wonder. Walk you know. this way. <laughs> I'm surprised. No, this way. I'm surprised that none of them have sued each other since it is such great press. <laughs> You know what they say: be nice or leave. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So anyway, so yes, there are all these different clubs, and, okay, and well but I'm but the the, the woman from Flirty Girl, I, yeah. I actually don't know her name. Uh, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. Lauren. But she's I, a super nice person. She is a sweet, and she's very very pretty. And and but again, you know, it's like I do not know all the characters here. I all I can tell you is that I'm meeting you, and I think you're a, a fabulous, right? I think you're what fabulous. What is your husband Don't. doing here? <sighs> With photocam, uh, whatever that actually they're is. They're chasing features. Chasing features. features. Yeah. So what is it? he's in post-production as well. Correct. Correct. Did you meet each other through the post-production yes, we did. business? And what was he doing? He was a cinematographer. Really? Yes, he was. That's a fancy job in That's film. That's right. And he, he, he asked me out, and I just said, I'm really not interested in it. 
<laughs> well, that's a good icebreaker right there. Were you married at the time? <laughs> well, I just, you know, I'd, I'd write because I'd moved to LA and I'm just like, uh, I don't trust anyone here. So this was <laughs> right after you moved there. You met a cinematographer. Yeah. Asked, yeah, and you married yeah. Well, well how did it's he, eight what years. Was his, what was he said, I'm going to show you my sizzle reel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think they had sizzle reels back then. What was his second question <laughs> after you said no? This first time, I just said, you know, why bother? Really? <laughs> what do you mean? Why bother not saying why, no? Or well, why? Why bother get married? Because you know, I, I, at that point, you just sort of just, you know, yeah, maybe I need said. medication. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I was just too depressed. Had I don't know. You know, I got married, and we've been together a long time. So. Had you been to New Orleans before he decided to move here? Once. One time Once, when you moved. One time, and yeah, one time. But but my my father's. The Henrys, which is my maiden name. My father's family is from Sulphur and St. Lake, uh, Lake Charles. And so there's this whole band of Henry pirates that are, you know, sort of like, and I didn't know them that well. And since I've moved here, I now I see why I didn't. Yeah, that area <laughs> smells lovely. <laughs> they're, they're very fun. They're, but that, they're kind of scary. The Henry pirates, that could be well, a Mardi Gras crew right there. there it, it could, but it won't. <laughs> I'm too busy, you know. I I think I the pussyfooters or the camel toes might be something <laughs> that, you know, that deserves a reality show. But anyway, so you know, I you're it's right been about fun. that. I, I think the pussyfooters would be a better reality show than the costume story. The Don't you think? I know, Parrish. The thought. The really? I, I think you that'd know, be pretty fun. I but not better. There there are so many crews that I have become okay. aware Equal. of since working at the costume place, and you right. know, and costuming right. is it it's, uh, has its own artistry as in music. I mean, there oh, are and good. the people. But movie. are you doing costumes for movies and stuff too? Uh, I'm not. They are. Okay, I appreciate. think they are. But but Scott is like a combination of marketing and music. And you—that's what he does for a living. And you're talking about a combination of a reality TV show and music. Correct. How are you getting music into the reality show based on a costume store? Well, because there is now. This is all. This is all conjecture now. Because you know, I mean, obviously, just because I created it doesn't mean that I'm going to get any credit. So. My proposal yeah. is because of New Orleans. Is if you have you ever watched Catfish? Have you watched Catfish? I've eaten have it. you guys watched MTV? A little bit. I don't Which really watch much MTV anymore because there's no because music it? on it anymore. Well, okay, <laughs> but I'm just saying I'm plugging Cat. Well, what, if you what watch is, Catfish, can you tell us what it is? Catfish. It, Catfish is a reality show, and it is based on. A, um, it was based on a, a film entry to Sundance, and but cat, the term it? catfishing is presenting, pretending it's that you are somebody else, and you you send um, online. You yeah. pretend that you're someone it's else, and then you know, and people start falling in love with you, and then they call, they write the two fraud. producers and say, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm in love, but I, they, they're making excuses why they can't find or we, they what can't meet us. This is when people and hang then, themselves, and well. this is true, and they end it's up, happened you a know, lot. and so yeah. many people are, are just, you know, hiding under behind this 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 online persona. Right, nobody oh, knows. Nobody Manti knows. Teo. Yeah, he uh, did the same. He Manti did the Teo, same the whole reason that he's famous is because he was catfish. He was catfish. I mean, it's yeah. really entertaining, but if you watch the show, they have catfish music. And when I say that is because you have to have breaks 
and it, you can't be just always talking. It right. could be like scenarios of, you know, and B-roll and so on and so forth. So they have music, which I think is brilliant, that that plays underneath, and they show the artist, and they right. show the you yeah, know the name, the tune, and it's called Catfish Music. So I I propose that we do the same thing with New Orleans, is because there's so much amazing music here right you know right well that's the one thing i, I do like about mtv is uh, the, the, the now that you know yeah sure they don't actually show any videos anymore but the one thing that they do when they're when they've got music on shows is they do they've got the little thing that pops up at the bottom of the show when a new song comes on it's like hey this is this artist and this song go check it out online because they deserve it because obviously they're on TV. Mm. Although, I don't know if you really deserve it if you're on any of the crap on MTV anymore. But, well, that's 75 just, but it's exposure. 75% so of the time if they show your name at the bottom of the screen on MTV, they use that as an excuse not to pay you for the spot. Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> um, serious wow. as a heart There's attack. so many ways to screw yeah. musicians. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah it's really it's great. Yeah. Um, it's never ending. But, yeah. you know, people, I mean, if, if your audience is good, it's free advertising. It yeah. really is. Well, like that, you know, and that, yeah, I mean, because it, Lord knows Viacom <laughs> couldn't afford a $500 license. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Scott, I'm going to talk to you about music marketing in just a minute. And I've got a lot to talk about. Like, I've got two and a half pages of notes about music marketing that I got off wow. Facebook. Oh, I got wow. off your wow. Facebook page. That is, uh, I think that might be a little bit <laughs> You know who put that, com- that conference off, on? I got off a your Facebook page. A company called Catfish Entertainment, but go ahead. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, let's get on to that. But first, I was wondering if Bantam Foxes would do the, sure. the honor of playing us another song. Yeah, sure. that sounds nice. What we do you think do you might play? Uh, we're going to play, the other one I arranged by myself was uh, Better Off. Oh, that okay. cool? Um, I can play it by myself if you don't. You want to do Charade? I can't do Charade without another guitar. Okay, let's do better off. All right, cool. All right. Um, all right, yeah. Is this, this off uh, Triumph as well? Yeah, it is. It's uh, track number eight, I believe. Let's see here. Yes, track number eight on the CD we put out last week. I right. don't have the track list memorized. <laughs> Colin and I were the ones that took care of everything, so it's cool. Anyway, yes. all right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do this. Uh, this may go horribly wrong, but we'll try. Hey, that's cool. That's part of the fun of... Uh, it's all right. Nobody's uh, listening. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's part of the fun of, uh, of Scott's mom jumping on and off of trains, isn't it? Yes. You know, they said it could go horribly wrong, and then you wind up with no limbs. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So. Um, all right, cool. So this is a song called Better Off. Okay.
Yes. Wow. Bantam Foxes, Sam McCabe and Jared Marcel. Thank Thanks. you so much. Well, Thank off the album God. Triumph. Thanks. What was the name yeah. of the song? Uh, it's called Better Off. Better Off. That was yeah. great, wasn't it? That was yeah. awesome. Thank you. It's amazing great. to see <laughs> two people just pick up instruments and just change completely. <laughs> they didn't change at all. What are you talking well, about? Well, I mean, just change everything. The atmosphere, the... S- uh, it's amazing to be able to do that. They're still Thank the same you. guys. They're still yeah, sitting there. Yeah, and he's we still got no a very idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Except I think it's the twin is is just taking his place. The phantom yeah, twin. Exactly. <laughs> very impressive. He doesn't actually exist. He's just one of those holograms like they got for Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's just a it's just a mirror that we have following him around. I'm going to help you guys now get somewhere, and also I'm going to help you as well, Renee, with your show. Even though help. you know something about marketing, but not as much as Scott knows. Listen to this. I got this from Scott's Facebook page. It says, I just spent the better part of two days, did you really, two days, at a conference for marketing professionals. Hearing the jargon they use earnestly made me feel like Howard Beale. Well, no, they were using the jargon earnestly. Oh. They they Uh, actually felt like they were, they looked like they were saying something meaningful. They're like, I'm talking to you and I'm you saying these words and you're nodding and I'm going, yes, I absolutely understand <laughs> really what you're saying and they say something back. Yeah. Like really and we're all talking about <laughs> synergy. <laughs> well, listen, oh, that's the big Scott, right Scott's now. posted, right. like, I've got two So I just and sat there and took pages. notes on the things that they Did said. Did you write all this down? On my, on my iPhone while I was sitting there. Look at them all. Like, there's like, there's like, you should, you should like publish this I'm going to turn it into a song. Facebook. Look how many there are. Scott, you want to read some out? I oh, can't wait. Pick, pick, <laughs> pick out some of your favorites. Give me, give me the list. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. These are all things that I actually heard people say. Humanizing the brand. Touch, oh. touch points. Delivery strategy. Nurturing change. Vision. Process. Collaboration among teens. The teams. Excuse me. Electing a change agent. Enabling change. Electing a change agent. Yes. Okay. Experiment with new advertising products. Allow them to be awesome. Use te- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, That's guys, good advice, by guys, the way. this product <laughs> is too awesome. We need to stop. <laughs> we, we need to stop. The awesome level Allow them high. to be yeah, awesome. You know what? This I'll allow deadly. it. Clear, <laughs> clear goals and consistency. If your employees are confused, your customers are going to be confused. Driving best practices in a diverse culture. What are we doing to celebrate change? What are we doing to celebrate wins? Brand ambassadors with a social component. Meaningful word choice. Impact. Meaningful word choice. That's a good. <laughs> what a meaningful word. By that, frankly. Yeah. That it, in and of itself. I wouldn't, oh, wait, I wouldn't have so a job, there, there, are some, there are some choices. Choice ones in here. Ensuring your brand bearer aren't in a jail cell. Spending money okay. without clear or ROI. ROI. Return on investment. Okay. Tripling ad spend in mediums that work. Grow the relationship. Challenge for the organization. Levels of services. Top down. Get on the bus. Get on the bus. What do you think that would mean? Can you remember the context It means that? if the boss says it, then you got to do it. Uh, okay. Find $1.25 in your pocket. Uh, yeah. Get on the bus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, man, I'm using $1.25 right. okay. my Building a new bus. media brand, not through traditional media. Building a media brand that monetizes support. Sponsor-driven opportunities for people to understand. Published on YouTube and shared via the main blog and across all platforms. Uh, if you have a content model that's going to be an ad model, there are lots of ways it can t- take shape. Potential content provider and a potential advertiser. What are the top five properties or thematic channels you want to Hang create? Hang on a second. So you wrote all this down with a view of making fun of these people? <laughs> From the beginning? I was just <laughs> writing it down in awe that they were saying but these you words. Running, because they were you weren't taking I, notes, though, no, for I your, was. to go back to the, to the office and say, okay, guys, I learned a lot on this two-day conference. No, I was taking it. Top no. down. Are you going to write a book? I feel like we are. All just 
monetized our cross-collateralized platform <laughs> in a very synergistic way. Well, and and oh, here's the best one. synergy a lot. Yeah. The, the fact that he spoke <laughs> for 10 minutes and I don't know what he's talking about means he's got to work on his messaging. That's, oh, th really? that's true. Do these so people get paid? I think they do. Like, I would I, like yeah. People get paid a lot of money. <laughs> it seems like at a conference, really? they're definitely making a lot of Sign money. Yeah. It seems like sure. the business equivalent of <laughs> saying the team that scores more points will probably win the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says, if you're not sure what your North Star is, have regular checkpoints. <laughs> That's good North advice, Star is actually. a great band, by the, the way. The brand is the value. <laughs> the brand is the trust. The brand is the brand is the trust. The brand is the trust. So who who is giving this conference? Who are these? People are it saying was, uh, it was a conference. I, well, it was actually a closed door event, so I can't say anything specific about it. But um, you're not allowed to say you put it on. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Well, I already told you who the company is, but I'm not gonna repeat it. But uh, so okay. you'll have to you have dial to back and listen. You have to drag the cursor back on this and listen to. Right. No, it was. Okay. Uh, but we'll have to bleep it out. The first, the, the first day, I sat there just kind of like agog, <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, wait a second, you're talking to each other and saying these things, and you're reacting like, yes, I know exactly what you're saying, and I'm thinking, what, what, what? I, I, asked, I asked this question a lot, but with you, I know that it, it means something. Did you have any weed on you? <laughs> <laughs> Not at the time. Not at the time. No. Not what about the, the second day? It was still in the morning. No. Uh, it was, uh, no. What about the second day, though? Did you go back stoned the second day? No, that? I should have, though. <laughs> I don't know how else you could put up with it, but... Um, <laughs> what, what were they trying to achieve exactly? They, it was so. It was a conference for people who were marketing professionals, and they were all talking about ways to build and develop brands. And had most of them come here on a boondoggle trip to New Orleans? I don't know about a boondoggle, but they all paid but to come to yeah, go to this conference. And you just happened to live here. They invited me, and I'm not sure why. Especially now that I've just made fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, did you learn anything to take with well, you? Well, I actually the had the opportunity. What was the takeaway? <laughs> well, they, they actually, I, and I, I called them, they, they, were, they were really insistent. Like, look, we're, you know, we're inviting you to come to this thing. It's not gonna, you can come for free, and we really want you to be there. And I was like, look, I'm clearly not the audience that you're trying to attract. And, I, and they said, no, 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 really, 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 you should come. And we'll give you an opportunity to present to all of these top branding professionals. I said, look. What I need are sponsorships for our events. Great, great, great. You can come and space. Okay, fine. You're going to have what? Coca-Cola over there? Sure, I'll come. And um, Was Coca-Cola there? No. But, uh, <laughs> Pepsi? <laughs> uh, but in the end, what I did have the opportunity to do, and so I did have a takeaway, which was that we as an organization, the Jazz and Heritage Foundation, we have you know our own branding challenges that we are are working on. One of our branding challenges is the fact that we own this enormous festival that everybody's familiar with, but the foundation is very much a behind-the-scenes organization that people are not aware of. So how do we not divorce ourselves from our, our you know, globally famous brand and still promote the fact that, that it's out there? Well, let me ask you a question about that. Does it matter that people know who the foundation is? You I know, mean it's funny, that's festivals? exactly what they asked me yesterday. Yeah. So, so at, so at the I conference. At the conference. I should be in this marketing You should. Biz. You, you've got the language all yeah. down. Yeah, I've got it right in front of me. Well, I think, so that's, <laughs> a I think that's a driving efficiency. Yeah. Also, you, I think you're the trouble with you, Scott, is you don't have clear goals and consistency. <laughs> Clear, clearly. Or, clearly. Or impact perspective. Right. And Maybe and he and just I, hasn't been allowing the foundation to be awesome. He's been <laughs> telling. <laughs> the the yeah. foundation is not on an awesome enough level yet, guys. But that's and an interesting question. And we're still struggling with that efficiency versus innovation thing. Well, there is that. But a lot of people in New Orleans, I mean, everybody in New Orleans knows the Jazz Fest. Well, and there's a lot of people who don't know that the foundation owns the festival. They don't know it's non-profit. They don't know anything about the foundation. Right. I don't know. Is that altogether bad? Though? Well, it is a good question. And so it forced me to actually think about this question because it is a good question. Does it really matter if anybody knows who we are? 
the answer is yes. It matters. Okay. And it matters for a couple of reasons. One is fundraising because we are in the middle of an $8.5 million capital campaign to build a community and education center. And so that requires $8.5 million and well, we, that we have to raise. People who pay 60 bucks to get into the festival are going to find that hard to understand. Hard to understand what? Why would you be needing to get money when you make so much money with this festival? Because there's so, there's so much money that we make and then there's other things that we do in the community that cost a whole lot more. Yeah, but can't you siphon off the money from the festival to pay for the foundation stuff? Isn't that how it's supposed to work? We're already siphoning off the money from the festival to pay for all of the other programs that we do all year long. The half million dollars worth of grants that we give out every year, the four free festivals that we put on, the concert series of free events that we put on, the free music school that we support all year long the conferences and seminars and economic development initiatives to connect our musicians with global gig opportunities and licensing opportunities. So we are already yes. doing you it. You don't need any conferences. <laughs> Listen to that for a pitch. I have a question. Were you, uh, this year, with all the rain, were you off your mark? No. Because, uh, no. No, we, had, we had the best worst year ever. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I stood in so many feet of mud to see the Black Keys <laughs> that last Sunday. <laughs> I can't uh, even tell you. I hit the one I day was that very, was on it. I was very you. jealous of my girlfriend that did not, or that had rain boots on, because I might, I had to throw my shoes out. She, she like, may and be my stuck jeans. still out there. She may be still out there. <laughs> <laughs> but let me answer your question because yeah, it's a good okay. one, and it's no, a fair yeah. question, and I appreciate it, and I appreciated hearing it. The other thing, because it forced me to think: Does it really matter if anybody knows that there is this organization behind the scenes that giving that's giving out all this money? And and the other reason is besides our need to raise additional money and general community goodwill. The fact of the matter is that what we are and what we do as an organization is totally unique in the world. It's totally unique in the world. New Orleans is unique for its music. Jazz Fest is unique as a music event. The fact that Jazz Fest as a major festival supports a nonprofit organization that has a whole array of year-round programs doing all of these different initiatives in, initiatives in the community is unlike any other festival model, any other nonprofit model, which is sustainable, in the world. And that is a very, very important story to tell and important mm. for New Orleans to know about and important for all of us to appreciate and understand. So it's not simply a matter of, oh, we do good things and we want credit for it. It's that this is unique and it really needs to be recognized as something that just simply doesn't exist anywhere else. Well, yeah. how much how more difficult, how much more simple could it be than to think about this for an idea? What about a reality show? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> about I the think that's a good show. Fest, the now reality show. That's why Graham put us all together here at the table. I, I think that's a great idea. And when you think about the characters working at the foundation and the festival. There's got to the be some weirdos working for you guys. No. Oh, what makes no you say that? <laughs> that's the only way it can be interesting. you gotta, you got to bring them out of the closet. You know what uh, I mean? But I, think I don't know about the word weirdo, but there's well, certainly some personalities and eccentric characters that would well, lend themselves well to a television. In New Orleans? Everybody's At the foundation. Dude, Couldn't this is, possibly be. This is a great idea. It is a great idea. And unfortunately, okay. it's the idea on which we're going to have to end the whole show. But... What do you think? Seriously, think Renee, do you have anything to do after you put this one to bed? I, 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 no. Be nice no, 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 but could I put in a plug about nonprofit, too? Because a lot of my effort, in is, I am involved in nonprofit, and it's for animal rescue. Oh, so can okay. I say it? And, and can there's you? one so organization. We'll take well, a vote. How about that? Okay. Yes. Everyone yes, is okay? okay. okay. Yes, uh, uh, love me forever. Love me forever. Rescue, which is the new nonprofit animal rescue. That do you know them? Oh, she's love amazing. Love me forever. 
And anything I can do to help raise awareness uh, as far as animal rescue. And is there a website called LoveMeForever.com? It's a Facebook. Or, is it, or is that gone she's already? always looking. No, <laughs> no but it, there's That's a Facebook. Japanese, but she, <laughs> she, don't make me giggle. Anyway, but I think that, that putting us all together was brilliant. Because I have been Graham DePonte is our fabulous producer who came up with this idea. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much, all of you, for coming along and hanging out well, with thank me you, here. Really. At Casa Borrega. That's our show for today. My guests have been Sam McCabe and Jared Marcel from the Bantam Foxes, whose yes. album Triumph is out now. Renee Henry, thank you for joining me. And Scott Aegis as well. Our show, as I just mentioned, was produced by Graham DuPonte. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director. And the theme that you're listening to was written and is being played by none other than... Mitchell Foreman. Mitchell Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of the show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes some of the best audio recording and live sound products around, including Studio One music production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Era Studio monitors, and much more. You can visit PreSonus.com for more information about that. If you'd like to be on our show, and you can sit up right around a table for about an hour and drink this thing. What is that? Orange... Apple Vodka Sangria. It's delicious. It's great. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website. Or you can also check out other happy hour shows. Lots of other shows to listen to as well, including Out to Lunch with Peter Rusciutti live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the Game with the fabulous Chris True and Tammy Nelson. Vietnam, our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community. And Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. You can keep up with us also by liking us on Facebook, Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcasting app, thanks for subscribing. Take a moment to rate and review us if you would. That will help other people find us. We're live today, as usual, at Casa Borrega. Casa Borrega is a bar, a nightclub, and a live music venue on Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard. Come down and check them out, have a drink, have something to eat, and have a cocktail as well. Happy Hours, a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, who's not here, is in Alabama waiting for the hurricane. For everyone else back at our INO office and around the table here at Happy Hour, thanks for listening. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you next time right back here on Happy Hour.